Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to Achtung Mogul, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Akdung Millwall. My name is Nick Hart. You are listening to the number one Millwall podcast in the aftermath of yesterday's disappointing, very disappointing 1-0 loss at Cardiff City. Reviewing that match, we've got two strong guests for you. We've got Graham Payne, show regular, uh, and also Ben Anthony, another show contributor on a regular basis. And then we will have the voicemails, which is always something I look forward to. But before we begin proceedings on yesterday's loss, away loss, we of course, you know, the bit you look forward to is the Pundit question, punditgames.co.uk. It's still time to order one before Christmas. It's a terrific trivia game, football trivia game, um, ideal for the football head in your life. Every time you order a board game, Pundit game, the Lions Food Hub gets a little um, little dropsy um, if you select Akdung Mill at the drop-down menu. So just to give you a taste of the kind of questions that you have to answer to score a goal in Pundit, we've got a question from the English national team, player from the, uh, the 2000s. This is a product of the Arsenal youth system, a centre-half who was completely overlooked by the recently uh, passed Terry Venables during his tenure as England manager. But he became an English regular once Venables left the job. Prior to England's golden generation, he played his last game at a major international tournament when the three lines crashed out of Euro 2000 at the hands of Romania. Um, so his centre-half playing alongside uh, in that game against Romania, 3-2 loss for, for England. Um, we've got Nigel Martin in goal, Gary Neville, Sol Campbell, Mr X, then Phil Neville, a midfield of Beckham, Scholes, Ince and Wise and the front two of Michael Owen and Alan Shearer. So who was Mr X at the centre of the English defence in that uh, 2000 loss versus Romania and an Arsenal Arsenal regular? Uh, answer at the end of today's show, dear listeners. So let's go over now to the first of today's two guests on today's show. Uh, speaking immediately after full-time yesterday, I took the chance to catch up with Graham Payne. Achtung, Milbal. Hello, listeners. Next up on the show to review yesterday's 1-0 uh, defeat. Familiar story, familiar tale, familiar guest. Familiar voice in these circumstances is Graham Payne. Hello, Nick. Graham, why do we do this, mate? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's getting, um, it's getting worrying for me now. I think any of these stories about there's three teams worse than us. 
I'm not so sure anymore. QPR's only two no. points behind us now. They've won three and on a spin. Yeah, we're recording this, listeners, in the literally in the death strip of the immediate post-match period. The the hardest time to record anything thoughtful and uh, astute. But there we are. Graham and I do it every time. So here we are again, mate. Um, one nil loss. A familiar story, as we've said already. Uh, and a self-inflicted loss. I think that's what I find the most frustrating thing. I mean, I I can kind of get used to the fact that we're not ruthless enough going forwards. We've known that probably for some time. Um, but with Sarkic back in goal today, presumably to shore up the um, you know, the goal mouth. After I, I'm going to guess that Bart was penalised for last week's penalty, which kind of got underneath him. If, if presuming that. But there we are today, a fairly weak soft header goes under uh, through Sarkic's hands for 1-0. Um, <laughs> and three points go go stay in Wales and we've got to come back up the M4. I, I, I didn't understand that choice to start us off, uh, Graham, today. Sarkic in goal. No, didn't I, get that particularly. I said, Over Bart. I said on the chat, I, I think Bart was well well done by to get dropped for today. You know, he, all right, the penalty maybe, but I mean, that's a penalty. You know, it's not, there's been no real cock-ups with no. distribution or anything like that if they were looking to bring Sarkit in for that. So I think, you know, I think Bart can feel hard done by about being dropped for today. Yeah, I mean, the 11, the starting 11 kind of picked itself because of injuries and um, and uh, suspensions and, and all the rest of it. So, you know, the starting 11... Largely chosen. Sarkic was a strange choice. Um, we, we've noticed a couple of times now that um, Edwards seems to make these strange choices from time to time, which is a worrying sign for me because um, mm. he's a manager that's kind of built a reputation on being this kind of uber coach, you know, the kind of the coach of coaches almost. Um, I mean, we had the incident where we um, dropped Jake. Whether it would have made any difference, at, uh, was that Ipswich, wasn't it? Where we got yeah. we got stuffed at Ipswich. Um, and whether it would have made any difference to have had Bart in goal today, I don't, I don't know. But uh, I mean, Sarkic didn't do bad overall, apart from that one crushing error that let through a soft goal, and that was that was largely it. Um, frustrating performance today because we'd actually done a lot of hard work today, Graham. Yeah. And I'm trying to trying to look at the positives because, but for that error, you know, it wasn't a bad show in the sense of going to a difficult place and and coming away. We would have hoped with. A point or maybe more, but that goes out the window as soon as you let a soft one through, doesn't it? It certainly does. I mean, there were stages in the second half where the Cardiff fans were booing them. So, yeah, it, you know, it, we, you know, you can see the team trying to play some football. It's on the floor. It's not lumping mm. up in the air to either Nesbitt and then either obviously Bradshaw. But I don't know. I'll, you know, again, I'll go in. Maybe I'm going in too hard, but I think. Fleming, he's, he's got to be dropped. I, I would have started Watmore today. Give him a go in that position. He just strolled around. He certainly looked lively when he came in, yeah. didn't he, in the second half. Um, he, he strolled around yeah. doing nothing, Fleming. I'm sorry. He, he, something, he's not been the same player for a long while. I, I even go back to the back end of last season. You know, he'd gone off the boil. And now, he's, to me, he's a passenger. And... You know, it, it gives. Give, give, I think he'll. I think Wednesday night he will give Watmore a go. I, I'm quite convinced of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought when Watmore came in, we looked lively. I mean, just the it's the effort side of it. I think. I mean, there's clearly there's Fleming retains his skill level. He, he did one or two little flicks and moments where you think, yeah, there's a, there's a player there. But 
if you don't do the work side of it, Graham, which I think is is, is the nutshell of a, a lot of people's criticisms of Zian, well, you know, you, <laughs> it's it's like being a brilliant artist, but you never produce anything. So what's the point? You know, it's it's. Um, I mean, I, I had to laugh at, at half time. This as I messaged Graham to say that I don't know what we're going to talk about because there was there was literally there was one there was one cross early where I think Leonard put it across goal and nice cross and you know chance. Then there was like no incidents. There was like literally nothing for the bulk of the first half. A couple of late um, late moments, um, shot wide and a couple of breaks forward and a, a, a toe poke from this bit that yeah. um, maybe could have done better. But the half past, uh, half time, nil nil, pretty much nothing to talk about. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't they think about us when we're trying to do a podcast here, Graham? You know, Obviously. we've got to have something to talk about. Obviously not, Nick. <laughs> Obviously not the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but more more open in the second half. Yeah. Um, Cardiff made a couple of subs that seemed to liven them up a little bit, and we started playing. We had some good chances actually. Um, but as ever, we've we've said it before many many times. Graham, we're just not ruthless enough in no. front of goal, are we? We we lack that spark in front of goal. Yeah, we haven't got that clinical finisher, have we? I know Nesbit. You know, scored a couple of goals, but we lack that killer instinct in front of goal. I think it changed. He looked a bit better today, Nisbet. I thought he looked a little bit more um, intelligent with the ball than you know, the, the, perhaps Bradshaw gives you more effort. But I thought he was doing okay. But of course, you judged as a as a striker, you judged on your on your finishing, and that wasn't wasn't there at all today for us. Uh, quite we had relatively few chances actually over the course of the game, and we didn't take any of them, did we? No. I mean, I think they probably only had, there was one where the guy came off the bench and there was a ball and, he, and the, the guy beat Murray Wallace and he was clean through the guy and he skied it straight over the bar. But I can't remember yeah. any other chances really. Oh, the, the Sarkic one when he, he rolled the ball out, supposedly to Murray and the geezer uh, took it and there was a cross and he saved it, Sarkic. But there wasn't many chances in the game really, was there, to be honest? There wasn't that much, no. I mean, I, I, I presume that the we said on our group chat, listeners. I pre, I'm presuming again that Sarkic has this kind of bit like George Long was supposed to be like the master distributor of the ball, wasn't he? And that that was like the moment that stuck in my head. He he, he gave I think it was Murray put him in yeah. a, like a hospital part of the ball situation, and then they're back on the attack. And I think they actually had a shot. They had a, they, he made a good save yeah. as a consequence. I'm just looking at the note I made here. He, he made a, a howling error. Sarkic and then made a good save in fairness to him um, and as is the way of the goalkeeping position you can do all this good work and it gets undone with one kind of slap slapstick moment later on but we'll come back to that but no I thought we were we were looking okay I mean especially when Watmore came in I thought we might press on and actually nick it yeah. but it uh, wasn't, wasn't going to work out that way the goal to concede was so soft. I don't. I'm trying to. We are speaking directly after the game here, Graham. So I'm struggling to find the right words for it. But it was such a soft, soppy goal to give away. In, a, in having done all that work, I, I, I struggled with it a little bit. I don't know what um, what to say about it. Kind of went under through his hands almost, didn't it, Sarkic? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think Leonard um, tried to dispute it, whether it was a corner anyway. Because you know mm. he got booked for that and all afterwards. But um, yeah, it was just. It was just a header, a soft header, and Sarkic sort of, I don't know, just put, pushed his hand to it and just did nothing with it and pushed it in. I suppose no. Amaku coming on and he had a couple of runs, didn't he, where 
couple of moments, a yeah. couple of shots. Um, it brought a little bit of energy up front with Watmore now combining. Um, and we looked a little bit more, um, you know, there was a late, late, late free kick. Where I thought if we're going to do it now, then that would be, um, you know, the stuff of uh, Hollywood scripts. But of course, it went, the ball went straight into the, the wall, the Cardiff wall on the, the death of the game. And that was that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few things that I've just written down here. I mean, obviously, frustrating performance, familiar performance, self-inflicted loss and all that. Um I can't believe we're not seeing essay, and obviously there's this mystery medical medical kind of mystery illness to or injury to Denor, hmm. and I've got a conspiracy theory for you here, Graham. I'm going to run it past you, mate, because I, I, I like a good conspiracy theory, <laughs> listeners. We're, we're, not, we're, we're it's like the Elgin marbles. We're not we're not putting them through the dishwasher at the moment or anything like that. We're going to might be sending them back to Greece, and I think maybe there's a price tag on Mister Essay, and there may even be a price tag on. Um, Monsieur Denor as well. I think they might be on the move in January. What do you think? Is that why we're not seeing them? Maybe it's mystery. mystery yeah, injury. I mean it's strange one at Denor one. Um, yeah, mystery baffling of, medical science. Yeah. Then then he says he's going to be out for ages. Now he's saying he's going to be back in January. But... He might well be. Maybe yeah. not in a Millwall shirt. That's, <laughs> that's the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, that's my conspiracy theory, listeners. I'm sticking to it. If you hear it on any other shows, then, then you can say that's got a copyright of Nick Hart off of Akdong attached to it. Because I, I think we, we clearly need to strengthen the squad. I mean, I, you know, I'm being serious now. I don't think that would be a bad thing to do. Uh, we, we need we need to get we need more creativity going forwards at, uh, at our level, and um, we need more, more strength in depth because we look. You know, our subs bench today looked very, very thin indeed. So we do need some more bodies through the door. Um, and the only way well, you're going to get decent players, Graham, is to generate the money to to bring them in. So I'm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we get in, yeah, in January. I, but that's I, that's my theory. I think there's, you know, there's definitely got to be some changes to the squad. Definitely, whether um, with that will happen, you know, sufficiently in January is another thing, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. The, the the money that they were going to get, just I'm just using him as an example. Fleming in the summer, they won't get that now in January for him. I, I, you know, I wouldn't have thought. You know, 15 million was it Burnley? But well, there was talk of talk of. Well, I think Burnley were. I mean, what do we we, we only hear the little crumbs from the table of the uh, of the club where they, they want to let us know. But I mean, there was talk of eight million yeah. on offer, and we wanted 12, and there was no meeting in the middle, and you know. Ever since then, I, I, do, I do agree that Fleming hasn't looked half the player that we saw at the start of his, you know, his, his period with Millwall. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, it, it, what we, whatever we, if a player doesn't want to be with you, then you're better off moving them along for whatever sum of money you get because you're better off with players that want to be there rather than. It was interesting actually when Watmore did come into the game today. How much livelier we looked going forwards? Yeah, I mean. Just talking about the Joe Edwards style because that's that's the that's been the big kind of coat hook upon which uh, the whole the whole project has been hung. I mean, I, I can kind of see where he's trying to take us. I mean, we're joking about there being no incident. That's probably away from him. That's probably a good thing, especially in the first half. But when we do get going, you can see the bare bones of something that he's, I can see how he's get, trying to get us playing. But he does need more players able to play in that way, and I think we're, that's where the stretch is at the moment, Graham. We just don't have the um, enough players capable of playing pass, fast passing movement, 
style. No, and I think, as I've said to you previously, he must have known that before he took the job because he, he must have studied what the squad was. And, yes. You know, as you say, we just haven't got enough players who can play that style. And, um, as you know, I mean, the home game last Saturday was like a mixture of the two. You know, it was like a Rowett, as you, you tried to name it, didn't you? Rowett and Edwards, but um, he needs he needs new you know new new additions to the squad to do it properly, in my view. Yeah, um, rapidly. And as you said, I mean, you make. I'm just looking at the league table. Yeah. Um, Twenty games into the season, now, so we, I think we're justified in starting to look at the league table increasingly often. There, listeners, I think when it's early in the season, you can. So, you know, early, early, early days and all that. But there we are, 19th, 21 points. QPR won today, I think. Yeah, yep. We had three wins on the spin now under their new manager, who's come in and made an immediate impact. Um, and then we've got below us now Stoke, Huddersfield, then QPR in the relegation zone. So um, there's, we don't want to be in a dogfight. I don't, I, don't, I don't get a sense there's a dogfighting team no. uh, at the moment amongst our squad. No. We don't seem to have the... Um, you know, we, we look a little bit brittle in, and unless he can find some players that are going to come in and uh, stand their ground. But we, you know, that, I don't think that um, the style is, is is one thing. But we we want to get away from that bottom three. We don't want to be mixed up in all that ground, do we? Well, it goes back to what you know. I think it's been said previously. If uh, the, the fact that we've had six home defeats is that's when you know the away form. You know, the last two we've lost away, and when you've lost that many at home. You know, it, it it starts to take an effect. You know, yeah. If we'd have won three of them six, we wouldn't be nowhere near the bottom. I mean, coming into today's game, this is pre. Uh, well, it doesn't matter from the home point of view because there's a home table uh, on the website. It's got a home table and an away table, so to speak. But based on home form alone, we're second from bottom in the table. Mm. Uh, two two wins, two draws, and six losses with a minus eight. Uh, just eight points generated from our 10 home games, which is a, a shocking statistic. Away from home, not so good now because obviously we've got beat today, but we're seventh in the away table um, with three, a 3 4 two, three, uh, yeah. two losses. So, you know, we do need to if, start finding some home form from somewhere, but that's that's a familiar song that everyone's probably heard to death, like, like the fairy tale of New York. Everyone hears it to death, don't they? Um, <laughs> I might cut that. <laughs> given given the week we're in, um, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll leave it there. We'll, we'll, old Joey Barton going down the shock jock route, and Gary Rowick going into podcast. Yeah. I'll carve, carve out a niche for myself now. You're gonna you're gonna tune into Rowick's podcast, Graham? I don't think so. <laughs> no. Well, don't do it at work, mate. You'll be falling asleep at work. You get the sack listening to him. Yeah. That's got to be one of the least least enticing. Oh, God. In, I mean, you know, at one end, you've got, you got Barton um, going down one route, but then you've got Rowett at the other. I think, blimey, that's, that may be good for insomnia or something. I don't know. I'm feeling embittered, listeners. We've yeah. just finished a long, long 90 minutes of... Not very much happening, and then, then we throw it away. Something a bit embittered, but oh, just to close out, um, I want to say well done to the eight hundred nutcases yeah. that went down there with follow the lions ground. I mean, you could hear them, um, you know, uh, quite a few occasions across. It was a fairly uninteresting game overall. So well done to everyone that went down there for that. Not a nice day for it. Yeah, well done. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you're going all that way for the... an unenticing day for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
There we are, listeners. Hectic period coming up. We've got a lot of football in, in December. Four games in nine days from the 23rd. That's um, that's the Stoke away game. We've got Huddersfield. We've got Leicester in the week, Leicester. Nick. Leicester, Leicester in the week. <laughs> got, they did, I, last time I saw they were 4 0 up. I don't know how it finished. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Leicester in the week. And then we've got Huddersfield. And then um, a, a fairly condensed period, which will find out our creaky squad even more, won't it? So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a roller coaster ride. That's for certain. Let's hope it's there is an up bit and not just a down bit from the from the mill perspective. Um, Graham, I'm going to let you, love you and leave you, mate. Thanks for coming on the no show. Problem, it's always Nick. difficult to talk straight after a game, but we uh, we set ourselves up for these these moments. So big thank you, Graham. Graham Payne. Cheers, Nick. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Next up on the show, it's a huge welcome to show regular, I think it's show regular, contributor, regular contributor, it's Ben Anthony. How are you doing, Ben? Hello, Nick. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, yourself? Yeah, I was just saying off air, mate, I'm trying to um, collect my thoughts a little bit about yesterday's disappointing loss down there at, at Cardiff. Ben, I've got an image in my mind and I want to run this metaphor past you. There's in the, in the, the Monty Python film, The Meaning of Life. There's a scene, I think it's like a country dinner, where the Grim Reaper comes knocking at the window and they think it's an uninvited guest and uh, they're inviting Mr. Reaper and um, in he comes and initially they just think he's a rather eccentric guest. I've, I've got this, and it turns out it's the salmon mousse that everyone really enjoyed that did did the, the for the, uh, the country dinner guests. And I've just got this kind of metaphor that we've got the Grim Reaper of relegation knocking it on our door. And the salmon moose is Joe Edwards's aim to play better football. We, 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 we're starting to look and feel the cold wind of um, relegation battle um, wafting down Zampa Road after that result yesterday. How did how do you see things in the immediate aftermath of that one nil loss yesterday? Yeah, it, I, I think suddenly seeing it's a two point gap um, mm. is a bit of a shock to everyone, a bit of a shock to the system for everyone. Um, so that was a bit of a concern. I think we need to be calm. It is very early days for Edwards. If, we, if this was 
February or something, I think we we would need to. Yeah, I agree. You know, urgently do something. But um, I think we've we've got time on our hands at the moment. So yeah, I, I'm not too sort of distressed or uh, angry after yesterday because I actually thought I thought we looked quite good. So um, I wasn't too concerned. Yeah, I'm in the cold light of day. I mean, I've, 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 my notes to myself here, listeners, I've written down, we, we gave it away. It's a giveaway, gift wrapped with a, a little bow on top because we actually weren't bad. We'd, we'd, we'd largely closed out a side that weren't, you know, a higher place in the table than us, that weren't um, reasonably rated um, in, in our division. And we'd, we'd closed them out. There were very few chances at all. Um, There's certainly very few chances for Cardiff, which is what you want from an away away trip really up until the moment we we kind of um gifted them the goal really they they weren't really in it i'm just looking through my notes from yesterday i mean there's very little incident at all in the first half there ben a mm. um, couple of moments from Millwall, really if anything and then maybe one shot wide for cardiff and then we we, we gave away such a soft goal um it, it's frustrating because i don't think we're very far from being a decent side maybe not contenders but we're not far off of being an okay side in this league, but it's, as I think John Edwards said after the game, that we're just not firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, time is going to be crucial. We've got a lot of football to be played in December, and I think the QPR game is is the halfway point of the season. So, you know, transitions take time, but we have twenty three games after that with a couple more to come. I'm going to dismiss the, the Leicester because I think we're probably up against it at Leicester, um, but we're nearly halfway, so we do need to start to find some some form soon. Some wins at home, particularly. Yeah, the the form is is terrible. I think we've had one win since the start of October, and yeah. we've not won at home since September. So the the form is appalling. Five games of those are Joe Edwards, and and obviously that one win since October is in that run. So that was the Sheffield Wednesday game. So. It, there's only a certain amount that you can you you can put on on him, and I don't think it's very much actually. You, I think we, we need to remember this is not his squad. Um, no, it's a, it's a Rowett squad. It's yeah, a Rowett he, squad. there is a there is the gamble because he is asking some players who to play a certain style of football that some of them have never played, and some of them mm. won't played for for probably four years or more. Um, so it is going to be difficult for those players. It is going to be. Um, hard work for for a lot of them i thought there were signs that they're building towards that yesterday the the movement yeah, i agree um, yeah the movement off the ball and on the ball the, from other players is is looking so much better i think it was it was non-existent under rowett players were just stood still waiting for the ball to come to them they're moving around more there's patterns of play that are starting to to come together um, and there's there's a bit of variety coming into our play. We we don't just hit the forty five yard diag. We or lump it long. There is a mm. bit of play through the middle, and and variety is is probably a good thing. You know, for us, we we we're too used to being stuck to just doing one thing and repeat it over and over again and hope that one of them works. There is a defensive error in our squad, and it's hard to tell because this was such a good defence over the last couple of years. It's hard to tell whether this is just poor form and, and lacking in confidence or age catching up with them or genuinely something's happened and they're not as good as we thought they were. 
Probably a bit of probably a bit of everything now. I, I do think old father time is is the uh, uh, the opponent none of us can ever beat. And um, you know, you look at that that base defence. I mean, Hutch came back yesterday. Um, Harding is, is a recent addition, but he's been around a long time. I actually think he's a good player, uh, Wes Harding. But Wallace Murray, yeah, Murray Wallace and Hutch. I mean, they're with us in League One days, and that's not to knock them. It's it's just the fact that, as as, as you've rightly said, we're, we're starting to look at a different level of football. I'm, I'm hoping we've got sufficient time for this transition to at least carve out enough wins for us to get through to the end of the season still in the Championship, because I think that's that's really all that we can aim for this year. I, I mean, I, I'll nail my colours to the mast here, listeners. I, I do like what I think Joe Edwards is trying to do with us. I mean, you're, you're right there, Ben. Um there were some good moments, you know, especially in the, the second half was more open than the first half. But the fact that we closed out the first half so well and Cardiff didn't have a didn't have a sniff of anything really in that first forty five, their substitutes slightly livened them up. But the game was more open. But you know, when when we get it together, we look like we can we can press. It's, it's the execution as ever. We we you know if we do create a chance, we've got to take it, and we're not doing enough of that at the moment. A couple of goals if we can find them from somewhere. Would make, would have made a big difference yesterday and on quite a few other occasions this, this season. That's really where we've been falling short in that, that final final third. Yeah, I think most would say the places that we're lacking is a a, a ball playing centre back that's got a yeah. half you know half decent bit of pace. Yep. Um, some support down the left because our left is a big weakness. And teams have identified that, Ben. Other teams look look at that. Yeah, they, and I, I know Brian was brought in for that. But he's clearly injury prone, yeah. and and so we can't rely on him. And uh, someone with a, sort of being a bit clinical up front. How long have we needed those three positions for? And how how many transfer windows have we not dealt with it? Yeah, and we don't seem to have anyone, yeah. any of the kids coming through that look like they're going to be trusted enough to to take on the mantle. Um, so yeah, I I, I, yeah. I do agree. Um, I, I feel. I feel for Murray Wallace. I've got a lot of time for Murray Wallace. He's come a long way in his career, really, given where he started from. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not struck on Ryan Longman. Um, I think he shows little moments going forwards. He doesn't seem to give us anything stand out. And I think the left side is is is. If I was to pick one one issue that needs to be resolved, I'd probably go for the left side because I mean we probably can score some goals given enough chances with the players we've got, although you can always improve. But the left side is really where other teams are finding, um, you know, their, their, their joy. And, you know, much as I love Murray, his, his pace is starting to let him down a bit. Um, he's never been, you know, a quick player at the best of times, but he was he he, he was actually beaten to the header. There was a soft header on, and, and Sarkic did it go through him. Murray was the, the defender that should have taken care of that, Ben. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a... That's an accountability thing, isn't it? You know, that, that's where the goal came from. Yeah. yeah, there was three of them stood next to it. Yeah, and it's the it's the sort of players that that would have been so easy for them, you know, mm. for the rest of their careers. The basic corner. We've never had a problem. Like that. No. Yeah. No. No. Was, um, I mean, Fleming is the other the other player that gets talked about a lot, and I thought we actually looked livelier when Watmore came in. I think it was a. Um, Fleming came out of the game, didn't he? Was it was that for Watmore? I can't remember now. Oh, for, yeah, it was for Watmore. Sixty nine minutes. Yeah. Um, and I thought we looked livelier with Watmore in the game. He pr- just produced a bit of energy. And as much as I love the skill of, of Fleming, I, I think I'm still looking for something more from the player 
Uh, is that being unfair on him, Ben? Do you think? I've I've criticised him a, a couple of weeks ago. I think you read my tweet. Yeah, out. I did. Yeah. Um, and I've it's been a pattern for a while. I actually didn't see that yesterday. He, he was pressing from the front. He he looked more active, mm. and he looked like he wanted to be in the game, which was nice to see. I I thought he did well yesterday, uh, without you know having the the wonder shot and the wonder goal that that we we would we would love to see from him. But uh, other than that, his actual general performance was better than it has been recently. But like it's been a a, a long time since we've seen consistency from Fleming, yeah. and that's. Yeah. For him to be the first name on the team sheet, we need some level of consistency. Um, Watmore has more consistency. He, every time he's on that pitch, he's he's you know breaking a leg to try and get to the ball, and he's he's you know riding tackles and trying to get the ball in the net basically. And it's nice to see. I I, I mean I wouldn't mind seeing both of them personally. I, I would play Watmore over Longman. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, I, 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 I'm struggling. I don't mean to come down long, but particularly, I think he's probably a decent boy, but um, I just can't see what he's what he's bringing. And the same, I mean, obviously the the midfield was enforced yesterday because of suspensions. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Savile back in in the week, and um, uh, uh, Denor's injured at the moment. But uh, to to lose lose uh, Savile yesterday, I think was a bit of a loss. Um, Campbell, I. I don't know. I mean, the jury's out for for him. I don't know if we can send him back to Luton in, in January, but I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be um, fussed if he did go back. I just haven't seen enough out of the boy to a big chance yesterday, and we didn't really see much from him, did we? No, I agree. Yeah, I, I've, I'm not blown away by him or or Longman personally. I I don't think either of them are great average squad players. So, I think at best, um, and we need we need a bit. Yeah, more, and they they were the two. Did we not bring them in on the last day of the transfer window? Um, they sort of felt like own signings. Yeah, I think there was an element of that. It was. It was. I think Rowett was starting to lose lose the um the you know his own kind of um will to continue. I think during that period they, they were late late signings as I recall. Um, neither have yeah. really impressed. Um, interesting that we're not seeing. We saw Remarku. Late and he, he produced a bit of energy when he came in a couple of moments late. Uh, free kicker right at the death, which I was you know hoping and praying might have been on target, but um, no signs mm. of Romane Said. Ben, I've, I've got a theory, my I've already run my conspiracy theory past ground. I'm going to run it past you now. Um, we're, we're preserving yeah, him on. Like, like a Ming vase, we preserve he's in the squad, but he's like a Ming vase not to be put into the dishwasher because Jan, the January sales are looming. I'm wondering whether we've got um ideas that he might be moved on for money and that money can can come in and, and uh, strengthen the squad possibly also Casper Denor this you know mystery mystery kind of um illness um his, his injury to his calf isn't it um I'm wondering whether we, we're going to have to sell to, to to strengthen and I wonder whether Ramon Essay has, has clearly um a major you know a major find on our on our side we, we've we've got some kind of um deal lined up because I can't understand why we're not seeing him at all in these games at the moment where we need points. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory. I've got no evidence for that whatsoever. As as the best (laughs) conspiracy theories, it's pure invention out of my head. Yeah. Your theory is slightly more plausible than mine. I I thought he'd accidentally got locked in the same jail cell (laughs) that um, George Savile was in. (laughs) It's like a dungeon, um, a dungeon oh, at yeah. Calmont Road, uh, like, a, like a secret, a secret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's a, I don't know, an unlucky loss. We gave it away yesterday, listeners. I, I mean, we've had too many unlucky losses for it not to be a pattern. Um, I think we're on the brink of being a half-decent side, Ben, but there's still there's still something not quite there. There's, there's not a fire in the belly on the level that, that gives me hope that we can get involved in a serious relegation scrap. So we do need to strengthen in January. Where would you strengthen? Where would you be looking in January if you had a... You know, access to the uh, the, the Berylson checkbook. Blimey! Uh, well, <laughs> surely this bloke's got some contacts. You would think? You'd think? Contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there must be some youth loan players out there that that could come in and and do something for us. That that's uh, ball playing uh, centre back for me. The the kind of replacement for uh, Ballard and um, Cresswell. That position is is a key Crucial. position. For yeah, me. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Cresswell. I mean, is what's he doing at Leeds? Is he doing? A I lot don't think he's doing much. I mean, it's a, I haven't followed his right. career at Leeds, and I don't follow Leeds, but um, I only go by the um, the hopeful tweets, like ex ex girlfriends, where you hope they might ring you up or something, you know, um, on online, where maybe Cressy might might want to come back again. I don't know. I don't know if there's any basis to yeah. any of that. He seemed to enjoy his time with us, but then so did Dan Ballard, who's gone on to, to great great things at, at Sunderland. So um, mm-hmm. Cresswell would be a great addition if we can get him back in. How realistic that is, I, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, but you're right about about Joe Edwards' contact book. I mean, I'm hoping that we 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 need a striker up front. We need we need we need to strengthen that left side. I mean, if if there's one area, I think I'd probably go for the left side. If, if you only gave me one. Desert Island type disc signing, you know. Um, up front, we can probably we can probably score some goals if we create the chances. We didn't actually create that many chances yesterday, um, which I think is you know, a lot a lot of better football, but without the the cutting edge as the as the cliche has it in front of goal. Yeah, well, we've had that for a while. I I I thought Nisbet. I think Nisbet is a decent player. Mm. He he needs that run in the side. He's got a couple of goals, hasn't he? So he needs that run in the side. And I'm seeing signs that Fleming and Nisbet are getting to know each other a bit. Yeah, yeah. And they're starting to think in terms of what the other's doing. There was a couple of moments, flicks from Fleming, which um, are always going to be good. But uh, they didn't quite come off yesterday. But I I agree. There's 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 the, the beginnings of of a partnership there of sorts, which is good to see. It's good to see. Um, Yeah. Just gonna, Do you hear Edwards talking after the game? Uh, I've read his comments. I haven't. Um, I haven't listened to him yet. I was going to do that later, but um, it, it, mm. I mean, the comments. This is reported by News at Dent. So I'm going to guess it's the same. The same um, conversation. Um, it mentions players not firing at their best, um, but he's talking about um, we can't just talk about this and wait for it all to happen. Improving forwards, meaning we've got to keep working. The hope we can turn this run around quickly. Um, this is in the aftermath, obviously, of QPR winning yesterday, listeners. And Sheffield Wednesday won, I think, as well, Ben. I think they picked up points, didn't they, first time for a while? They did, yeah. So, you know, our, our safety net of the three three worst teams in us is starting to dissolve in front of our eyes. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I, I, I picked up there. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that he's got some plans <laughs> to change things yeah. in January. <laughs> he wasn't very happy, um, put it that way. He can't be, can he? He, uh, he can't be. No, and and he he did acknowledge. He said he he almost doesn't need to talk about the goal. The players were were by the sounds of it having a go at each other about it anyway. Right, they knew that they they cocked that one up. Um, the 
the things he was he was saying is that actually they were playing some decent football, but he was he wasn't happy about the first half. Uh, he thought we didn't do nearly enough. I kind of agree uh, with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said it was a bit of an improvement in the second half, but still not to the level that he expects. He's he's got high expectations of these players. Mm. We've heard him in the last couple of games talking about them needing to do the basics right and and needing to show fight and passion. And um, everyone was a little bit shocked when he he seemed to slaughter the players. Mm. Uh, I can't remember which game it was. It was though. after was it the, the Ipswich, Ipswich game. game. It was Ipswich 3-1, wasn't it? Yeah. We, got, we got slaughtered, yeah. yeah. And we've seen a, a bit of a response, but we've not seen no. you know, the, the full firepower of, of the players. So I'd, I'm hoping to see something in the next... I know it's a tough game, but hoping to see at least some pride and passion and dogged fighting in the next game. Leicester away. Um, yeah, I mean... it's. It, we we can look at the league table and Leicester obviously topping the topping the division by some well at one point in front of Ipswich a team that's already put us to the sword so they, they those two look like they're going to be worthy worthy uh, champions or, or runners up take your pick between the two of them um, so yeah we we can't go there with um, the wrong attitude I mean I is is the fight there that's a good question because you know Joe did. Did dig them out after rightly after Ipswich. Um, I think I'd be digging them out a little bit after yes, because it was one error really, and that's that's what separated two rather average sides. In truth, I don't think mm. you can say either looked looked fantastic, but to gift them a goal like we did, um, that would hurt, and well, it hurt me watching it. Let alone um, if you know if I was in charge of it. So I. I no, I, I, I can't I can't imagine he's gonna be pleased with what he's seeing. I mean, players will have their limitations quality wise, Ben, but um I'm, 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 i think we've seen an improvement yesterday of sorts, despite the result. I'm st- it's still well short of what he must be looking for. He's worked with some top players, hasn't he? I mean he can't be he can't be happy with you know, the aver- the averageness of, 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 of what he's seen. So um it's a big week. I mean, Huddersfield next Saturday is going to be a, a, a big game as well. We we hopefully won't. That's massive. If we can get anything at yeah, all out of Leicester, and then we've we, we've really got to be looking for three points over Huddersfield, who are um, fourth from bottom at the moment. So they're on twenty one, same as us. Actually, it's only goal difference. Same as us, separating us. Um, so that feels a bit like a six pointer already. Uh, I know we're not quite at halfway. Stoke soon after that as well. Haven't we? Stoke, Stoke is the twenty third. That's the Saturday before Christmas. So that's a big game. Um, and they're, they're, they're also on the same as us. Yeah, they're also on twenty-one. So we can, you know, get some clear blue water uh, between us and them, and crucially, I think, give ourselves a, a psychological boost. But we've got to, we've got to take the ball by the horns. I think I'm mixing a load of metaphors together there, listeners. But um, yeah, big week ahead. Big, big December. QP- Sorry, Nick. The, the ridiculous thing about this league. Let's say, you know, let's we let's say we lose against Leicester, which is. Not un- unreasonable to predict. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Let's say yeah, we yeah, can yeah. win those next two games. That's six points. Yeah. Stupid thing about this championship: we're only nine points off the playoffs. <laughs> it's it's a, a bit early thing. to be on the salt <laughs> bed, Anthony. <laughs> I'm recording this at half past ten in the morning, mate. He's on it. <laughs> I'm not saying that we we can do it. No, but, no. You know, no, obviously, right. mid table not that far away, is it? Like. It, it, it's it's such a stupid championship, but I don't think we need to panic. We're we're in early December. 
we've got he's got a January transfer window to come. He he needs to get some uh, you know a few bodies in. Whether that's loans, I think that's most yeah. likely. Maybe buy one if we can. As you said, if we need to sell one, you know, if SA goes for decent money, I don't think we can really argue that. That's a a good opportunity for him. Um, And we've been talking for ages about the fact that we need to become better at selling players. We've got to be ruthless ruthless Um, in the market. And that does involve killing killing your darlings, you know. Um, As much as we'd love to see the development of Roman SA, we've got to get, if we're going to sell it, and I think let's let's get it done early and get the money and... um, Oh, we can all move along at that point because we're not seeing him on the field at the moment. Yeah. So let's let's take the money. Um, yeah, I mean a huge, huge game on Boxing Day. I was just going to say that before we close out. Ben, um, QPR at home, one o'clock kickoff on Boxing Day. So slightly unearthly time mm. of day for a, a London derby. But this is a London derby we've added spice because they've they've got a bit of form together, and um, you know they're just two points behind us now in that third relegation slot. So. A series of big, big games over uh, over seven days, really. Um, you know, so yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Ben, I'm going to let you get on with your Sunday. Make or break. I was just going to say, make or break for some of those players that are, are looking to keep their place in the squad. Big time, yeah. And maybe could be shipped out. Big in time. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think we're going to see a huge clear out. I don't think it would be good for the club to have like a. Uh, I remember George Graham in the uh, in, back in the early eighties clearing out half the side. I think it was pretty much um, you know not far short of being a new side to which saved us from relegation on that occasion. But the game has changed a lot since then. Um, so yeah, I don't think we can expect too much. But one or two one or two additions, and if we can get some quality in the side, especially on that left side, I think that's going to make a big big difference to us. So um, let's yeah. let's wait and see, um, Ben. Really appreciate you taking time out your Sunday, mate. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. Anytime. And um, we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Achtung, Mailball. Well, apologies for the yapping dog in that uh, recording there, dear listeners. Uh, I think it was having its say on the whole Joe Edwards transformation issue at the den at the moment. And I don't think it was terribly happy with what it was hearing. So um, big thank you to... Ben and to and before him to Graham, but also to the Yappy Dog for uh, commenting so much. We now come on to my favourite part of the show, which is the voicemails. Big thank you to everyone that sent in voicemails this week, especially on away games, dear listeners, because uh, always harder to get you know good reaction, but it makes for a really really nice part of the show for me. So I want to say big thank you to everyone that's contributed. If you want to be a voicemail contributor to Actung Mill, you're more than welcome. There's two ways you can do it. One is to send a direct message via X. If you go to direct messages, there's an option for a sound um, message, bottom corner of the direct message, press the sound uh, button and speak. I think you get a 2 minute 20 cap on it. That's the only downside of of X, but it's, uh, it's a good way to get messages to me. Always welcome. Um, if you want to give anything, you know, if you want to wax more lyrical than two minutes 20, and men, many, many do, um, then WhatsApp is your kitty there. So give me a shout on, on X on Twitter, as it was once called, and we can exchange mobile numbers and, uh, you can send me voicemails via WhatsApp, which is also equally as good. But anyway, big thank you to everyone for contributing to today's show. So first up, we're going to be listening to... Favourite contributor, it's Bill Slack. Let's have a listen to Bill. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. Yeah, um, average is all I can say. 
um, toothless up front. <laughs> no cohesion in midfield, knocking the ball out of play. Couldn't pass the ball. Rocky in defence. And that's Cardiff. I um, I keep seeing people on Twitter saying that, um, you know, in Edwards we trust and uh, trust the process. We keep losing every fucking week. Um, we're not improving. As it stands at the moment, we're going to drop into League One. By Boxing Day, we'll probably be bottom three. So when people are saying trust the process, how long do you trust the process for? Do you trust the process all the way into League One? Is that the price we're going to pay um, so that we can play pretty passing football? I'm not that we're doing that at the moment. Got a bloke who's never managed a men's team managing at our football club. We've got a bloke who's director of football who had never worked in football before he joined our club. It all just seems a bit amateur to me behind the scenes. I don't know where the next win's coming from. Um, I look around that squad. Um, it's not about form. It, it's, it's about recruitment. It's about not moving players on quickly enough. It's about bringing in, spending millions and millions of pounds on fees and wages for Crocs and players that don't improve the squad. So you look at the goalkeeper, Sarkic, he's fucking useless. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, he's fucking useless. He's not as good as the 37-year-old keeper we've already got at the club who actually has been exceptional over the last few weeks. So what do we do? We go all row it, drop the best keeper in the club and um, the geezer throws the fucking ball in the back of the net. We've signed Brian probably on 20 grand a week. Um, who's a croc? Who, who is always injured? Look really good the two or three times that I've seen him play. Um, then you've got unexplainable decisions like bringing Ryan Longman into the club. Then you've got Joe Edwards watching the same performances that we're watching and keep picking him. Don't know that he had much choice but to play Alan Campbell today, but he's a fucking disgrace as well. He'll be on about 20 grand a week when he, because, you know, he's on Premier League, Premier League money, whatever way you look at it, because they're up in the Premier League and he would have doubled, doubled his salary. How much of that we're paying, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's too fucking much. We've got one of the best kids that we've ever had at the club, can't even get on for 10 minutes, but he's picking Ryan Longman and playing him for 70 or 80 minutes. Um, he is making a rod for his own back. I'm not remotely impressed with his selections, his tactics, how he's setting them up. Um, I can't see a process. I'll tell you what I'd like the process to look like um, with a new manager. Um, I'd like the process to look like how it looks at QPR, where they were fucking shit for a couple of seasons. And what's happened? They've won three on the spin. Um, don't really see that happening here, do you? And what, you know? Are they a better squad than ours, QPR? Or, or have they just got a manager who's really experienced and knows what he's doing? And knows how to set up his team. He's got a load of experience to fall back on. He's not just coached kids. This might sound harsh, but um, in terms of factors for relegation, change of manager, 
change the system, inexperienced manager, average players, players who are bang out of form. We are rudderless at the minute. Um, there's no direction to what we're doing. And I would much rather have a manager with two or 300 championship games under his belt, as I said last time I rung in. I think it's a mistake that we've given somebody at our club his first job ever. Yeah, there you go. I said it. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Interesting and always, uh, dare I say, controversial, Bill. Um, I think you're making some interesting points. And by interesting, I'm probably bobbing around saying some that are probably going to hit a few nerves, um, as the truth perhaps does. Um, In Joe Edwards, we trust. Well, we probably don't have much choice now, I suppose, Bill, now that he's in place. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's harsh. I I know exactly where you're coming from, and I I don't have any great counter-arguments to make because at the end of the day, in football results, do the talking. Uh, The selections, yes. I I, I mean, I'm not alone. Uh, Most of Twitter, most of the um, listeners to the show, to this show, on this occasion would be wondering why Bart, who's a great shot stopper and you know, he's always got an error as well. I mean, no, no goalkeeper is without, without sin on that front, but to why, um, Sarkic came back in who he's all right. Um, I, I listened in to Joe Edwards, um, uh, interview on Mill TV listeners and he makes some repeat points. He does seem rather um, frustrated with the situation himself. Um, and he does seem to um, refer to quality or lack of specifically through the squad. Well, yeah, but that's what you must have known when you, you, you filled in the application form, if they have an application form. Um, so the selection, the dropping of Jake Cooper, Ipswich, dropping of Bart yesterday. I, I don't understand some of it. Um, the, the midfield was in force yesterday and I don't, really rate as I've said already on the show I'm not going to keep banging on about Ryan Longman because I don't particularly dislike the guy it's just that I don't really see what he's bringing to us um, as far as um, the Roman essay situation it's either very very weird or very very logical I think if we're going to sell him and whether there's a deal lined up with some moneyed contacts of Joe Edwards in the Premier League um, with perhaps sources of money from uh, you know uh, far countries of which we know little, um, then maybe there's a deal being done and that's why we, we want to preserve our, our asset. Let's wait and see. Because uh, otherwise I don't understand why we're not seeing Roman say when we're chasing games and in dire, desperate need of creativity. So I can only presume that he's, uh, you know, got a deal lined up of some sort. We wait and see on that front. Big thank you to Bill, though, with an interesting, interesting message there, which um, I'm sure will linger in uh, in all of our minds for a little while, unless the results start livening up, in which case, um, if they do, we can probably uh, say, yeah, boo, Bill, have a listen there to Jim Hackett, another regular, regular contributor. Morning, Nick, Jim Hackett here. After yesterday's game, I've, I've looked back at the game afterwards and it was a terrible game, I think, played in terrible conditions, which you probably couldn't pick up from the TV, but it looked terrible and... Uh, in all reality, it was a, a game that was destined for a draw. I think uh, my sort of one sort of comment on the goal that they scored was that it all started with Murray's daft challenge 
on the, the lad outright. He didn't need to do what he did. And it's those little things that keep coming back and haunting us at the moment. I think every game we're giving a goal away through stupid mistakes from the players that that lead to chances. And unfortunately, in this case, it was a, a chance that really should never have been there. So very disappointed with that. And apart from that, the, the performance, it was the same for both teams. It was a shocking a shocking game to watch, but it was also, for them, probably a shocking game to play in. I think you can try and see what Joe Edwards is doing, trying to get him to play a little bit more football. We didn't do too badly. We created one or two chances, and if uh, Imaku had had his shooting boots on, maybe we would have got a little bit more out of it. But it was just one of those games that I thought was heading for a draw. I think most people would have done, and then Cardiff nicked the winner, and it's... This is something that we've done in the past to other teams, so you can't really moan too much about it. I think the big question is, what's he going to bring in in January? It's going to make a difference because without one or two quality players coming in, I can't see us sort of pulling too far up the table and the way other results are going for us. It's looking like uh, we're going to get drugged into it. And, you know, Millwall being Millwall, we'll, uh, we'll do that bit where we'll, we'll keep having a bit of hope and gradually it'll be sucked out of us, I think, unless... There's changes made and I'm a bit worried about Joe Edwards at the moment because I think he's he's already sort of bemoaning the, the lack of quality, whether it's up the, the front, the back, on the pitch itself. And he's the manager. He came in knowing what he's got, knowing what was available and and obviously he's not getting what he wants out of him. But is he the right guy to make the changes? Let's hope he is because the way things are at the moment, we're sort of free-falling. Everybody else seems to be picking themselves up and... It's up to him to galvanise what he's got and uh, see where we go. I, I won't moan about the players yesterday because I thought they all played their part in the game and did what they could. I don't think anybody was outrageously bad in the same way nobody was uh, outrageously good either. So for me, it was one of those games I would have taken a draw and unfortunately we didn't get that. So we now got a Leicester and that's going to be a big test for us because the games we rolled over in this season have been away and we haven't just we haven't thrown a punch in them. So let's hope we can throw a punch at Leicester and, and give them a little shock. I think uh, Saville and Cooper will be back. That should make a difference. But then is, is he just going to pack the midfield and, and hope that Leicester don't break us down? So I'm just a, a little bit concerned. But again, get to January, see who we can bring in, if anybody, and... Let's see where we go. But at the moment, it's a disappointing day after a disappointing performance. But I, I, I won't blame anybody for that. So come on, midweek. Come on, you Lions. Thank you, Jim. Um, yeah, the Joe Edwards question is one that um, I find myself... I want to believe in the... I call him the boy. He's, I suppose he's, I'm 63 and he's 37. So um, that's demeaning. Um, the man, I want to believe in him. Um, I do get a slightly, um, an impression. I don't know how many of you listeners have ever come across this in your working life, but whenever you do the odd, um, kind of self-improvement work related course, I don't know if you've ever been on such things. I've been on quite a few one way and the other. You get these kind of slightly, um, wide eyed with zeal trainers that come in, have whatever the, uh, course of the moment is. Uh, they present it to you almost with a semi-religious fervour that they can change your life with the power of coaching. And, you know, I think the thing with Joe is he has a, he, he puts great faith in, in his ability to 
or he's been sold to us as, as a coach that improves players, and that's I'm sure good for for some. Um, whether he can improve um, more established players, other than maybe young, hungry, good quality youngsters, which is what he would have been used to working with, is going to be the question that he has to answer. Um, I, is there any substitute for experience, listeners? There probably, there probably isn't. But equally, I think we can all, especially when you're longer in the two, if you can start to think that you know all the answers. And um, I think the main thing that is looming for Joe is his ability to change the squad into one more suited to the style of play that he's aiming for, which is going to be a higher level of play, Premier League style play. And, you know, the, the, the hard truth is, on with, uh, Jim mentions Murray Wallace there, um, a player I love, but uh, Murray is a, a scumfault League One defender that came to Millwall under Neil Harris. And, you know, much as I love him, um, I think if you're asking Murray to start to play like a, a latter-day, uh, a Motherwell Maldini, then we're going to be asking for too much. Now, that... Equally, you can always aim higher in this life, but finding those players that can find a gear up, I think Billy can find a gear up. I think there's, um, it's going to be interesting with time, if, if Joe gets time, to watch some players, because I think that Billy certainly does have the ability, or the, the, the potential, let's say, to improve. Um, but in the short term, football is, is, you know, is, is a results business. Yesterday was the 20th game of the season. Gives us 26 games. That's how much time Joe probably has to play with to remain at a championship level because League One football is a different ball game entirely, isn't it? We've we've been there uh, many many times in our collective Mill experience, and you know there was there was a step up at championship level. Will those 26 games produce sufficient wins and points to keep us in the in the division to hopefully get a summertime in where Joe Edwards can start to implement some of the wide eyed <laughs> um, you know philosophies that, uh, that may take us forward I don't know um, I hope so because he speaks well he seems like a decent person but as Jim just said there you do start to get a sense that he's trying to um, work with with um, you know material that's not sufficiently robust enough to go where he wants to go but anyway big thank you to Jim um, let's have another, another Jim, two Jims on the spin. Let's have a listen to Jim Lucas. Morning, Nick. Jim here. Um, made my way over to Cardiff yesterday, so I thought I'd drop you a bit of a, a note on that. Um, I, I must admit, I didn't think we were that bad yesterday. And I'm fast realising that I'm definitely taking a glass half full um, approach to, to where we are. But... Um, Crap game. I think it's fair, fair enough to say that much. Not a lot in it. Uh, first half, we must have had more of the possession. Spent the majority of the half in in their half uh, without ever really creating very much at all. To be honest with you, um, and, and that's obviously the issue, as, as we know. Um, some good moves down the right. Leonard looked really good again. I thought him and Norton Cuffey work well in that four four two. But um, yeah, wasteful. Or, or not even getting to the point of wastefulness, I guess, up front. Um, and this bit was poor, I thought, yesterday. Couldn't seem to get the ball under control or take a chance when one man, you know, one chance did come his way. In that first half, he kind of just passed it into the goalkeeper's hands, which was which was poor. Um, 
I mean, going back a little bit, in terms of the team itself, I, I thought it was interesting to see Campbell in there. I don't know if Honeyman's carrying anything or lacking fitness, but I thought he would have been the natural choice to go into the middle with with Billy, uh, with, with Saville being out. But uh, he went for Campbell, who, who I thought was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Um, I, I get that there's a bit of a... A vicious cycle, really, of an un- unfit player not playing much and becoming more unfit. But it was way off the pace uh, yesterday. I didn't quite a lot of thought, actually. So not a particularly impressive showing from him. But generally, I thought I thought we looked good. You can see the movement at the back is still very much there, which is a test for people like Hutchinson in particular and Wallace. You know, we, we can all see it, so there's no point dwelling on it too much. But moving to this. This style of play is going to be difficult for some players. I thought Sarkic offered a lot in that, by the way. And, and you know, it was harsh on Bart because he's done a good job in, in that period, especially over the last couple of weeks. But you've got a £1 million, £2 million goalkeeper, whatever it is, sitting on your bench, fully fit. You're going to want to get him in eventually. And actually, I thought the way he was showing for passes as part of that new style, I guess, of moving the ball around. There was a lot to it. Um, obviously, on the other side of the coin, you do a lot better with the goal. But on the whole, I thought we looked more assured with him in goal. So yeah, I'll, you know, the second half was, was slightly more even. Um, no real chances for us actually, to be honest. Until until after they scored, couldn't see much of, of that goal from the other end. Um, subsequently, seen on TV, as I say, you know. Goalkeeper should be doing a lot better there. Shouldn't really be getting the header away either, to be honest. But it is what it is, as they say. Um, yeah, again, I thought we livened up after after that. Um, Imaku clearly brings something to the table. Um, he's not perfect. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. I think in a in a deeper squad, he probably wouldn't be anywhere near the first team. But he does bring pace. Does bring urgency, which we completely lack in all areas. That urgency is totally missing. Um, where last season Fleming would be shooting on sight or taking shots. He's dilly-dallying around with it, moving it around, trying to shift it onto people like Campbell and Billy Mitchell to have a shot. I mean, that's clearly not not their bag. So that was that was frustrating, really, to see the amount of times we had the ball around the edge of the box or even in the box um, and just, just do nothing with it, ultimately. So that, that was frustrating. But yeah, on the whole, obviously disappointing. You know, it's not probably the... The way the new manager would have wanted to start things with whatever it is, three defeats in five, but I think there's still a lot of stuff to be optimistic about. But then at the end of the game, you kind of stood there with a little bit of half-hearted applause back from players and fans and vice versa. You did get that feeling of a little bit of realisation setting in of, of where we are, what's ahead of us, potentially what's probably going to happen on Wednesday night. Then makes Saturday against Huddersfield huge. Um, and uh, <laughs> we've not really done huge occasions at the Den particularly well over the last year or so. So that, that, that's a worry. You know, this time next week, we could be really in a tricky spot. But equally, is it beyond the realms of possibility that we go and sneak something on, on Wednesday? No. And then that obviously sends you into Saturday in a good place. So pivotal week, I think it's fair enough to say. But yeah, a little bit surprised by the divided fan base really after after the game both online but also what people were saying on the way out really spoke to a few people in the ground and a few people subsequently who had a far 
dimmer view really of heaven than I did. So yeah, that maybe I'm trying to convince myself that everything's all right, but um, I'm not quite as scathing, I think, of, of what I saw. For, yeah, again, playing nice football, but obviously not scoring goals and not really taking advantage of some of the opportunities that are coming our way. So I'm, I'm not optimistic, but I'm, I'm not scathingly critical of, of what I saw. goes without saying, I said it last week, I'll say it again, um, January's huge. They've made it huger for themselves by under-recruiting last summer. Clearly needed another striker to go into the season with Bradshaw and Nisbet, who, you know, Bradshaw has got injury issues. Nisbet's unproven in the league. And actually, they're both very similar types of player. We've really got no alternative. Um, so we, we need that striker, just like every team does. We need that centre-half who's calm with the ball at their feet. If you see a back four of Leonard, a new centre-half, whoever it may be, I see that people are talking about Cresswell. I'm not sure there's any any substance to that, but that would be lovely if he were to come back. Cooper and Bryant, again, I say that with a pinch of salt because we know the issues that Bryant's got. But that's a back four that I think we can get behind. And then it's about that striker up front, really. So, yeah, a lot of work to be done. January's notoriously hard, as they say, but I've got no choice. Unfortunately, the Berlson family are going to have to stick their hand in their pocket once again. Hopefully, they, uh, they still feel the same way they do about it now as they did in the years before. So, yeah, tricky, tricky afternoon, but I'm not too glum about it. Um, but, yeah, ask me again next Sunday and I might see things a bit differently. But, no, good, good afternoon. <laughs> Weirdly, always a good afternoon. Going away to see Millwall. Good laughs. But, um, yeah. Interesting times. Cheers, Nick. All the best. Huge thank you, Jim Lucas, with the bucolic sounds of British birdsong in the background, where I bring the sound of uh, howling police sirens and yapping dogs in people's backyards. Jim beats uh, brings the um, the sounds of the English countryside. I like that. There's more of that we need, Jim. Um, yeah, glass half full. I, I, I am not as hard-edged as some of the opinions one of the things i love about these shows and, and particularly the voicemail section listeners is you do get a good range of opinion um and i'll listen to you know any any viewpoint if it's if it's argued with logic and 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 um you know perspective um it's interesting online there's a lot of social media is i'm sure it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to humanity personally but people swing from extreme to extreme online um Personally, I think there's, there's clearly a lot of work to be done. Um, whether whether Joe Edwards is up to the task is 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 the question. Um, I noticed uh, Nathan Jones was doing the TV work at the Luton game today. I think I can't remember they're playing it on the telly. Um, so whether he would have been any better, who knows? Who knows? It's whether this uh, you know mundane players like Campbell and and uh, and Longman. Neither of whom I know personally, so you know I'm just going by their, their playing performance. Um, whether he could have made any more out of those kinds of players, he may have known Campbell, I suppose. But um, yeah, we we do need quality. Joe has referred to quality, the need for it, and January's going to be massive, as as you said there, Jim. Sarkic, I actually hadn't thought of the ability of Sarkic to play as a kind of a makeshift defender as a, as a choice i suppose you're right there jim because 
Um, Bart won't be doing that. He, he does have a, you know, a flappy, flappy moment in him on that front. Um, that said, Sarkic let a flappy, soft ball go through him. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure what we've gained in all all honesty. Um, but I guess I can see the thinking behind it. Um, it's a big test for Joe Edwards if he, you know, is serious about coaching and and managing. Then this next Christmas and and January is a huge. Pivotal moment to use use Jim's word there. Big thank you, Jim Lucas. Keep them coming. If you want to contribute to the show, as I've said, hit me up on on X on Twitter. Direct message me with a, with a voice note on on direct messages, or if you're a trustee, you can voicemail me on WhatsApp. Um, and I always always love to hear from people, especially after away games where we do struggle sometimes to get some good reaction. But not this week. I'm thankful to say. Um, next up, via X, actually. This is Lawrence Binney. That wasn't the Lawrence. Hi, Nick. Lawrence Binney here. Um, yeah, I think we can talk to the cow. cows come home about uh, not not deserving to have lost that game today. We certainly didn't deserve to lose it. Um, but I think, once again, defensive frailties have cost us. Um, and also a, a poor error um, from our £1.2 million goalkeeper. Um, he really should be doing a lot better with that with that header, which was a weak header, um, and uh, should have easily been turned around the post. There's a clear lack of quality, I think, at the moment. I think both sides displayed a clear lack of quality. Um, but when you're down there and your luck's out, uh, things go against you, um, and uh, and you make your own luck. And we just, you know, quite simply didn't great enough. I think even. Even though I think we maybe edged it in what was a poor game, um, Cardiff I think had the clearer chances, um, and we didn't. We didn't really create great enough. Um, simple, simple as that. I think the the glaring problem and um, a player who I think is quickly going down in fans' estimations is uh, Zian Fleming, who I think even even at his best last season, he was certainly very rough around the edges. Um, wants too much time on the ball. Um, and if we're being honest, his output is is quite inconsistent. I mean, he's regularly, regularly overplaying passes, um, skewing shorts wide. Um, he just, you know, he doesn't. He slows us down massively, um, and you can see uh, Nis- players like Nisbet have a, have a quicker footballing brain and better technique, and that's the kind of player we need. Um, uh, maybe is Ian Fleming when his heart's heart's in it. Maybe, but at the moment, I, I don't know what Roman SA needs to do to get into that team. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, no one, no one was especially poor, I think. Um, maybe Bar Fleming, um, Wallace certainly struggled against their their winger, but you know, that's nothing new. It's just, uh, it's just a lack of quality at the moment, isn't it? And I think, um, desperately need some bodies back and we desperately need some pace on this side, otherwise, we're going to struggle. Big thank you, Lawrence. The old two minute twenty cap on X doing through that last bit, but we've got the gist of it there, Lawrence. So uh, yeah, Fleming. Who was it? And was it the Wizard of Oz? The Tin Man lacked a heart, didn't he? Was it? I believe it's true. Um, who knows where the Zian that we saw last season has gone? Whether he was still dreaming of um, you know a highly paid trip to Burnley or not, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure anyone will be paying eight million pounds for him at the moment. Um, that said, I thought that he he was you know he was playing further forwards yesterday. I think we've said um, on this show, other guests have said on the show, 
Um, it was it was more involved, and I agree with that. Uh, one or two little flicks, and a bit the glimmerings of a partnership with Nisbet, who I also like, and work to be done. Um, Roman SA, well, I've already given you my conspiracy theories to what um, the score is with Roman SA at a time where we are in dire need of someone that can do something with the football up front. He's sat sitting on the um, on on the substitutes bench. I can only presume there are dark moves afoot um, to uh, to get the money for the boy. Um, we'll see. We'll see on that. Um, Nobody loves you when you're down and out. I've written. I don't know why I've written that. Maybe it's maybe it's the general malaise uh, at, the, at the club at the moment where we can't buy a win. Um, who knows? But a huge, huge thank you to to Lawrence Binney for that. We're going to close the show now with with Matt Webb. Matt Webb. Let's have a listen to what Matt's got to say. Hi, Nick. Matt Webb here. Um, missed out last week uh, due to technical difficulties with the phone. I trying to do it in the wind. Not exactly the most sensible thing to do. Anyway. Um, didn't go today, um, and the only thing I'm going to say is I'm disappointed with the the swapping of the goalkeepers today. Um, I don't feel Bart deserved to be dropped. Um, it it could be the case of like I said against in the Ipswich game that he wanted to see these players play. Um, I know full well that. Obviously, Sarkic is the number one, apparently. But after seeing that goal today, mate, as soon as a goalkeeper comes out and stands in that area where he was, he planted himself in no man's land. To which, that is schoolboy error for any goalkeeper. Uh, whether you're 1.2 million or a freebie or a 10 million. He, he's cost us that game, you know. All right, I'm not there. I can't comment on how whether we had a chance or anything. But all I can comment on was the goal that was scored. And yes, the big towering fella scored, but it was a soft head up. And how he reacted to the shot, he was on his heels. He was leaning back. It's absolute shambolic goalkeeping. So why bring him in? Bart has done nothing wrong. Arguably, if Bart had an absolute howler against South Sunderland, then yes, drop him. But not, not after last week. I, I, I don't get that one. And that probably has cost us, well, it has cost us three points, or actually one point, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think I would have been too upset getting a point at Cardiff. But he's cost us that game. Absolutely cost us a game. And although Mill will have mentioned that they don't, inverted commas, have no money for the January, well, of course they're not going to say that because they don't want to go after players and then the opposition players are going, opposition teams are going to say, well, yeah, we'll up, up our price tag by a few hundred grand. So I can understand that. But oh, still, it, it absolutely is mind-boggling on that decision to put him in goal. It is still rocky road for December. And, you know, you can't make a gourmet meal if you're getting ingredients out of uh, Poundland, let's be honest. So, yes, it's a, it's a good month for Christmas, but it's not a good month for being a Millwall fan because we're going to have to endure this for at least until January the 1st when hopefully he can get his stance, his, his 
players in that he wants to play or some players that he feel we can get in in the month of January. And I hope he does that early and we can turn turn our season around in the second half of the season. Because at the moment, yes, it doesn't look great on the table. And what, we're three points off it? Came QPR one, Sheffield won against Stoke, and now Stoke away on the 23rd has become a relegation battle, which is quite quite interesting. But, you know, I'm not, I, as a Mill fan, I'm not panicking yet. And I am still think he's the right man for the job, but he just needs to get through this very turbulent time. And then you can see the second half of the season, and I'm still adamant the second half of the season is going to be a lot, lot better. But as for today, uh, it's it's a selection that he's made. And I think, I don't know whether he's been influenced by Andy Marshall on this one or by Kavner because they paid 1.2 million for the man. But he's made a human error. That he's made an error of putting Sarkic in goal. Still not convinced about him anyway, but I think he's going to get a few pelters today. Oh, well, have a good week, everyone, and um, come in your lines. Also, Nick, I don't know if you want to put this as a question, but would you cash in on Zian Fleming in January? Thank you, Matt, for those well, two two messages, actually, one, one long, one very short. Zian, if we can find a buyer, which I think will be a problem because, you know, other clubs will be seeing the same um, performances that we're seeing. If not regularly, they must have... You know, scouts out and video, uh, you know, it's not difficult to come by now. If we can find a club that will pay decent money for Zian, um, I think, I don't think I'm going to be alone here, Matt, but I think probably quite a lot of us would snap their arms off, especially if it's, you know, in in the kind of six figures, uh, six figures, seven figures, isn't it, for a million, million you know, in the millions, let's say. Um, so, yes, I, I personally would because we're not seeing the best of him at the moment. I mean, the Sarkic thing is interesting as to why he was picked. I mean, I can't believe it's because we've paid a million pound plus for a player, therefore he's got to play, because that's the kind of thinking that you get on these silly fantasy football or football manager games that all the kids play nowadays. I, I, you know, I find them more tedious, so I don't really play them. But I, I think that's where that kind of consideration might be um, valid, but it shouldn't be valid in, in a professional situation where clearly Bart you could maybe argue that Bart should have got closer to the penalty last week, but I think that'd be a very harsh region. Certainly not not droppable on 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 that on that score. He's he's performed um, some shot stopping miracles for me since he's returned back to the side. I get he's thirty seven. I get that maybe you know he may be injury prone now, aren't we all? But um, I didn't see much. I didn't see enough to really entice me to think yes, Arkic is a must start going forwards, but. Um, what do I know? Um, anyway, there we are. Big thank you to to um, Matt Webb. Um, big thank you to everyone that's contributed. Uh, long show today. One hour twenty. I'm on now. So, uh, but we've packed a lot in, and I've really enjoyed it in a strange way. Um, Wednesday night's going to be a big game, listeners. Um, again, I want to hear from you after the Leicester game. If you want to send me a message via the Twitter, please do. Thursday we'll be doing a show. So if you can get one over to me. By 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 lunchtime on on Thursday, you'll you'll certainly make it make the cut. Um, let's hope we can salvage something, uh, if not from Wednesday, but certainly next Saturday. That's going to be a big game, Huddersfield at home. Incidentally, just to close us out, um, before we go, 
the Achtung Millwall calendar, which supports the Lions food hub, is still available online. You can get it through uh, the MSC website now. They've got a shop. And big thank you to the MSC for their support. Always really, really handy. You can get it um, at the game on Saturday. Uh, you can go to the Lions food hub stand and give the money direct to a fantastic Millwall charity. Just put a tenner in the, the little collection to tin they've got there. You can take away your... Uh, calendar which has its own stiff backed envelope so you're not going to bash it up when you're going to the football um if you can only pay by card the msc stand which is just pretty much opposite near enough where the food hub stand is behind the cold blow lane end stand they they can take cards over there so that's that's also very useful cash for the food hub but you can pay by card on the on the msc awning and i'm hoping to shift the last the last sp uh, burst of the calendars will probably be um, over the next week or so online, but also um, at the game next Saturday. Fingers crossed, dear listeners. Let's let's hope for a better week ahead. I want to say thank you to everybody for contributing to today's show. Keep them coming, chaps. Love to hear from you all. And you too, do listeners. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to contribute, give us a shout. Give us a shout. But until the next edition, which will be on Thursday, it's Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Bye for now. And the answer to today's punditgames.co.uk question was Martin Keown. He was at the heart of the English defence in that uh, poor Euro 2000 display and obviously an Arsenal regular. So Martin Keown, nowadays a TV pundit like many others. So thank you for listening to today's show. Um, we'll be back after the midweek trip to Leicester City. All misses. Till the next edition of Achtung Millwall. It's uh, Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 